about this? These two. These two people. Uh, I am geeking out to the Geeks Unleashed podcast. Mark. Jasmine. What a nerd. Nerd alert. <laughs> Unleashed television. What are you talking about? Anything can be a podcast. Video game. <laughs> what is a geek? Oh, hi, Mark. The whole point is, of course, the plot is. You guys have great conversations. Uh, I am geeking out. Unleashed. Movies. People love movies. All right, you guys, podcast time. You're listening to the Geeks Unleashed podcast. Part of the security badge, we take our passions and our fandoms and we turn them into conversations with you. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 152. I'm Mark. And I'm Jasmine. And I'm Devon. Welcome back, Devon. Yes. It's been uh, a while. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for coming that. back. Yes, of we course. picked a great one, right? We picked an awesome one to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so since you've been gone, since you've been gone, great song. <laughs> God, God, we've all seen you were on for Guardians all during December, and uh, while you've been gone, we we decided to go and revisit the great idea of. Um, turning fighting games video games into movies mm-hmm. so for the last few episodes and you're back for our final one of those so, yes. right okay so each week on the geeks unleashed podcast we catch up on our pop culture lives and bring you a review of something adapted from the comic book or gaming world yep and before we get started if you're watching on youtube thank you so much we appreciate that we'd also very much love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel and if you're watching on your favorite pod or sorry listening on your favorite podcast platform we appreciate that as well we'd also love it if you would leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or podchaser also please feel free to donate to our ko-fi all funds are greatly appreciated so um and as usual we're going to jump into this week's geek of the week uh actually devon as you returning would you like to go first sure yeah um my geek of the week uh no surprise here it's a video game no surprise uh it's got to be hell divers 2 from Aaron oh, there's a lot of chatter about that game good lord oh. is that game amazing it is one of my fr- I, one of my friends told me about it this week and yeah. sent me a i hadn't heard about it sent me a trailer for it very Starship Troopers esque. yeah so which is a great movie Starship Troopers is a great movie and I will hear no slander about it. Um, no, the game's a lot of fun. Um, they've been having a lot of issues um, just because the first game that came out, it had about 6,000 concurrent players. This one's topped off at about last weekend. I think it was like 450,000 concurrent players. Oh, wow. wow. So they've been hey. having a lot of server issues, a lot of issues with <clears> that. <throat> they just bumped up the servers to about 700,000. They think they're going to max that out this weekend. So we'll see but they've been doing a really good job. The CEO has been very transparent on Twitter. He's been very open about everything. And um, yeah, I mean, big, huge success all around for them. And the game is a lot of fun. My friends and I, I think I put, the game came out on the, uh, not the 8th, maybe the 10th. I think it came out the 10th. I've put about 55 hours into the game. Wow. So, yeah. Man, I miss those days. I miss yeah. the games that made me want to yeah. just do nothing else in the game. Nothing else, and it's it's. Oh, no, having Devon back on is probably going to make me start playing again. Literally, yeah. the last two months, I've been a real neglect to gaming again. I think it's works. It's been so busy again. I've yeah. just been wiped out. Um, yeah, having Devon on last year can make me pick up video gaming again. Heck yeah! So, <laughs> Keep on um, gaming, maybe. 
And now it's really weird that you said that because I rang one of my friends the other day and we were just chatting only for like 20 minutes. He said, oh, before you go, I've got a game to tell you about. And he's like, have you heard of Hell Divers? I was like, no. Uh, and sent, sent me a trailer afterwards. I watched it. I was like, this is like Starship Troopers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, so which, he said it's which amazing. Is, which is really funny because Sony actually has the rights to Starship Troopers. Uh, which I just learned. They have the rights. And actually the first game launched on the PlayStation Vita. It's a top, it's a top-down like twin stick shooter on the Vita. And then they just okay. changed the perspective of this one to third person. So yeah. Third person is the best. It's the best, man. It's the best perspective for video games. So I don't like playing where it's like where you're in the eyes. Like first person. You, yeah, first person. Like, yeah, where like where you where you're just I, I like to have to see the person like yeah. running around and mm -hmm. yeah. I, I get I'm really not... disoriented when this is your view for the whole game. It's yeah. like yeah, well, this is not helpful to me. Yeah. And Xbox is doing Indiana Jones first person, which is just <laughs> I, know, I read that. I read that and so I was like, no. I was excited about the Indiana Jones game. And then when I heard it was first person, I was like, no, that's not for me. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Um I, I had a lot of people I've read comments did not like the idea of Indiana Jones being first person. No. No, I, I, if it was like VR, you know, like sure. I feel like VR first person would work really well, but I don't know. Like when, when I'm playing on a TV, like I like to be able to see my character because then you just have a wider field of vision in general. So you can right. see a mm -hmm. lot of other stuff that's happening around you instead of just freaking hands. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But with something like Indiana Jones, you want to be able to see Indy, don't you? You don't want to. Right. right. Uh, so, but I, I don't like it first person at all. It's not for me. Um, yeah. But anyway, no, I've heard really good things, and that trailer looked brilliant. I, I yeah. It's all right, uh, Put it um, on the list, Mark. Put it on the list. I know, I know. I'm not even going to say it, but yeah, on the list. So, but no, that's pretty good though. That for that game to go from six thousand players in the first game to four hundred and fifty thousand in the second game, they think they're going to top it out, mm -hmm. which could mean really they could be a couple million by the time this is, you know. Yeah. give it some legs uh, yeah yep. wow so that's the thing call of duty you better watch out yeah for real, for <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah um what about you jasmine what's your geek of the week oh my geek of the week <clears throat> is another anime this week i'm really enjoying apothecary diaries oh. on Crunchyroll. it's like set way back in like the edo period or something like that it's like feudal japan and like this little girl gets kidnapped when she's eight years old and then she's sold into the palace as like a servant. <clears throat> but like she grew up making poisons with her dad. And so like she works her way up from like servant girl to eventually she becomes like the official taster of one of the consorts for the king or the emperor. And it's just... She gets into all kinds of shenanigans because she's like super weird about it. Like she actually enjoys the way poison feels like in her system. <laughs> she's one of like those real freaks. And so like there's this other, there's this guy that is like obsessed with her, but also thinks that she's incredibly weird because she enjoys poison. And so like him and his people have to pay special attention to her because like <laughs> they're like, right. are you enjoying this entirely too much? Um, but it's, it's really fun. It's kind of silly. It's got some serious things, but it's it's nice it's nice and like easy to watch it's not nearly I, I don't know that I would call it slice of life but um it's interesting and it's been out long enough that I'm slowly keeping up with the English release which nice. <clears throat> I'm enjoying because like the main 
the main guy character in here is the same English voice as Gojo. Um, So he's recognizable. Um, But yeah, so Apothecary Diaries, it's something easy to put on, watch a couple of episodes while I'm like on my treadmill. And it's been helpful this week. Nice. I've been, uh, I was watching, um, I just started watching the new one for Adult Swim, uh, Ninja Kamui. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Real that's good. on my watch list. I haven't I haven't started that one yet. Real good. Real good. I watched any anime this week. I did watch something terrible this week. I saw Argyle. It was as bad as they say. No, no, I want to <laughs> see. Wait, it. is that the one with Henry Cavill? Yes. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no, uh, you know what? it starts off well uh, and it just gets worse. Uh, oh no. It's too long to start yeah. with. It's definitely way too long. It's like two and a half hours long. Okay, but is uh, it as bad as like Kingsman? three oh no i think it's better than that one okay, uh, okay. that's the one because where I, they go back in time right like yeah yeah the, time, was, like it called, was it it's called the king's man wasn't it like mm-hmm. um uh, i mean let's still watch it and they do something really weird at the end which mm-hmm. it, it's just bizarre <laughs> to me in the mid credits they do something that can like just it's bizarre like to watch it um interesting so, you know i really want them to take cavill and do another man from uncle and just recast army hammer yes. like that's that's what i want because i really enjoyed the man from uncle yes i've still not seen that still, Kai uh, richie that's my dude it's it's I mean, fun I, I think that's probably what this movie was trying to be and it was like no you don't have you don't have it <laughs> i think somebody needs to do something with henry cavill and actually like actually i don't know He's doing his uh, he's doing his own thing. He's doing a uh, Warhammer. I was yeah, I was gonna say 40K. he's doing something with Warhammer. He's like yeah. an obsessive video game guy. Yeah, so he's doing Warhammer since. He's I just feel like him. someone should give him the the props he deserves. Like put a whole James Bond franchise around him, or a whole or a whole Captain Britain franchise around him, or Don't tease something. Me. Somebody should, like somebody should actually give him what Warner Brothers never gave him. So, hmm. um, I just how do you like? I just how did you mess that up so bad? I will never understand it. I just will because his Clark Kent casting was perfect. I mean, there's just like no other perfect casting like that happening in the last like 20 years. Yep. I don't you've got the most perfect Clark Kent Superman and you mess it up. Yeah. And and also all the fans love him. Like literally everyone loves him. When he shows up at the end of Black Adam, everyone I, literally the best part about Black Adam was when Henry Cavill showed up. Uh, and how do you mess up ruining what could have been something brilliant? There we go. What, what do we know? What do we know about yeah, making movies? We, know? So, we, we anyway. need to shoot our shot. We all need to go play war game <clears throat> and then shoot our shot and see if we can get Henry Cavill on the podcast. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get Henry. Cavill. Do you know? What? I think Hen- not that I've ever asked Henry Cavill, but I reckon he's the kind of guy who would come on. He seems like a really nice bloke as well. Um, I would ask him about Stardust. That is one of my favorites. I always forget he's in that movie until I see him, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're in here too, right?" Uh, I watched it when it came out, but I don't remember it. But uh, so good. So it's the only thing I like Claire Danes in. Oh yeah, no, well, yeah. I mean, she was in Homeland. Although <laughs> I wouldn't even say she was necessarily always the best part about that. But um, okay, so my geek of the week. It's going to be difficult to do this in in sort of a minute or two. Quantum Leap season two, the the double bill finale came out this week. Uh, 
I mean, honestly, I remember talking with you, Jasmine, about the first season. So mm-hmm. just to give some context, this is why it's difficult to summarise this. I was a huge fan of the Scott Bakula, Sam Beckett original series, gutted that it ended after five seasons and Sam Beckett never left home. For years, I dreamt of it coming back. And then when Dean Stockwell died, I was like, my, I thought, no, they'll never bring it back. And then this new series came out of nowhere with a whole new cast. Uh, although there, there is links to the original franchise and there is um, Al's uh, wife, uh, the actress who plays Beth, actually from the original series has shown up in a handful of episodes which is quite nice um and somebody um someone who plays Al's daughter as well Janice was in the first season she makes a return in the finale which is great and there's some real throwbacks to to the fran- um the original franchise in this double bill um finale uh, but honestly I, so I remember reading I remember saying to Jasmine I read an interview before this season two to say while season one had an ongoing storyline, they were going to ditch it all for season two and just be episodic. And I was like, that's just going to ruin it. I was like, they had a re- I actually felt like the ongoing storyline in season one was brilliant. Clearly that was a lie because they did have an ongoing storyline throughout season two. And it was a massive payoff at the end of season two. And in fact, they end with a massive game-changing ending. But they, they I, I've actually read interviews and stuff like that. And they decided to end season two with kind of the first minute or two of what would be episode episode one of season three um so throughout throughout season two they they broke one of their main rules so ben is the main leaper of season two mm-hmm. oh, sorry of the new reboot series he essentially meets this girl throughout season two on various leaps which is um eliza um forget uh, uh no uh what's the name uh no the lead the leader for uh, the lead role from uh, the 100 uh not a lot anyway, oh, um, okay um you probably know what i mean anyway so throughout throughout season two he meets her over a 30 year period he meets her when she's a young girl in a cafe all the way to the fact that she's older and has had a child and all that throughout the whole of season two. So I think he meets her on like seven or eight leaps, but over her lifetime, it's like 30 years or something. Although strangely enough, she doesn't age at all. Uh, and he does have an impact on her and her child's life, which actually has an impact in the future. And her son, who we see in the final two episodes as sort of a 10 year old boy, he shows up as a 50 year old man and causes huge problems for the quantum leap project in the future uh, and essentially he comes in and takes it over there's guns there's action there's headbutting honestly like in the in the main in the future one of the leads addison starts fighting with a guard grabbing his gun headbutts him i, I, I was like this is brilliant i was like this is, <laughs> it was it was so action-packed I, you I were so worried it. too that it was going to be I, terrible I know, I know, I was. When they said it was going to move to episodic, I was like, no, no, they're going to ruin it now. Like, just then it would just become um, procedural and odd. Oh, no. And I think actually, when um, the original Quantum Leap started to play around with actually things going for more than one episode, it, I felt was good even back then. So the game changing moment that, yeah, they saved the day, they beat the bad guy, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the, my favourite characters was Hannah from season two. Great introduction. Um, I'd love to talk more about the character of Hannah. 
but honestly the chemistry between Hannah and Ben was was just amazing and it's a show it always was going to have a limited lifespan because how can you keep you know running into somebody constantly who she's essentially moving through time gradually you know one second at a time and he leaps backwards and forwards through time and he's essentially never getting any older and and she's at some point and they never say though what happened to her they do this a lot when they end episodes they say what will their future holds so they've never said what her future holds so i'm assuming that means the door is open for her to return at some point um but i would imagine she won't probably be in it as a regular cast member but this is the game changer they hannah actually helps them in the future she comes up with this code um something called a swap code where someone can leap and swap with the other person so somebody could swap out with with ben and uh, and it ends with addison saying look he he leapt to save my life i want to leap and and essentially you know he, i owe him so much because ben originally leapt to save her life in the first season so she so addison steps into the accelerator to lead back in time to swap with um ben her you know former fiance and the last minute of season two she you see her leap and when she leaps she looks across the road and she sees ben and so she hasn't swapped with ben at all but now they're both leapers uh, and you know they you sort of run across the street to each other and start like hugging each other and obviously it's a it's a really nice moment and apparently it's a bubble show so they don't know if it's going to be a season three so if it is the end of the show it's quite a nice way of getting the, the, the yeah. Two, happy ending right. yeah i mean i really hope there is a season three um my hope is my true <laughs> hope is that it was a swap code that, that worked and I really hope that she swapped with Sam. Like that would be honestly another game. If if season three opens with Sam Beckett coming out of the accelerator, that would be amazing. For someone who isn't a fan of the original, <laughs> if they actually brought Scott Bakula back to the present, that would Mark's be still amazing. holding out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to show up. As long as, long as, as long as this show goes on, I'm, that literally for me, whilst I'm enjoying the show, I'm, I'm enjoying the cast story. I love I love the ongoing storylines and and the payoffs in this um, two episodes was amazing. I'm not gonna lie, they did they did really well. And actually, this made me for the first time ever. I'll shout this out. I actually went onto Apple Podcasts, typed in Quantum Leap, and I found a podcast called the Quantum Leap Podcast. And today I started listening to oh sorry, yesterday I started listening to their uh, episode where they were reviewing the the last two episodes. And I was like, wow, it's actually made me listen to someone else's podcast. I didn't even know this podcast existed. Uh, but I was like, I was, I was that into the last two episodes. I had to go and listen to somebody else talk about it. Uh, I know, like, we can't spend the whole episode talking about Quantum Leap, but honestly, that those last two episodes were so good. But like, I even said to my wife, she doesn't watch it, and I made her watch them, and I was like, it's so good. Um, like, I rewatched it with her. Um, but yeah, and no, honestly, they they did really well. And but no, I am still gonna forever hold out hope. Scott Bakula can one day return. So uh, I, I I don't know. Did you, Tavon, do you know much about Quantum Leap? Did you ever watch I it? I don't. I feel like you have. I remember being here where you, I believe you talked about it. Um, but no, I don't know too much about it. I think oh, okay. too young. Oh, I was a bit younger. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't you, really know too much about it. Did you see the original Scott Bakula series? 
I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I used to no, love no, I've not uh, watched the new one at all. Not because like I don't. Oh, I'm upset. Like I just, I just don't have the time. I think season one is okay. Like, I think season one is all right. <laughs> but I think in season two they found their feet with the series. Season season two is much better than season one. Um, That's rare nowadays. So I, I would say season two is a massive improvement on season. Season two is a massive improvement on season one. That's good. Uh, and what I read was so you know how um, that series. Do, do you remember the ending with uh, with Sam and Dean in the original series? Uh, sorry, Sam and Al in the original series. Basically, Sam never left home. Um, however, his final leap that we saw on TV was that he went and changed Al's life. So. Al's wife never waited for Al in the original timeline. She remarried. And when he came, so he was in Vietnam as a prisoner of war. And when he came back, his wife moved on. And, and then he ended up going through four, four marriages, etc. And um, the final leap Sam had, he saved Al's marriage. And he, he showed up and he saw Beth and he told her to wait and that Al was coming home. And so she waited, etc. So I, I found all of this out since watching... The, the finale was that if there had been a season six the plan was for Al to also become a leaper and for Al to because obviously Sam had saved his marriage that he then wanted to go and help save Sam and with Beth's permission he was going to step in the accelerator and leap and leap with Sam and so that Sam wouldn't be on his own anymore so they they took that storyline idea and used that with Addison and Ben um for for this new rebooted series so um anyway i should stop talking about quantum leap because we're going way too long but honestly please go and watch it people because i because apparently it's a bubble show and stuff and i really would hate it for it to be cancelled so fingers crossed right okay so we're gonna move on to our main event which is street fighter the legend of chun Li. now i'm gonna probably struggle here but Directed by Andres and something. Um, Bart Kowak. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do you want to give it a go? Andrea Barkowiak. Oh, okay. It's yes. probably better He's than Polish. I said. So. He directed all of those like Jet Li and Aaliyah movies, Romeo Must Die, okay. all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so the screenplay and story, <clears throat> story is by Justin Marks, which is a lot easier to pronounce. Uh, it's based on obviously Street Fighter by Capcom yes and it stars Kristen Crook as Chun-Li, Neil McDonough as M. Bison Robin Shu as Jin uh, Taboo as Vega, Michael Clark Duncan as Balrog, then we also have Moon Bloodgood, Chris Klein and Josie Ho Um, first appearance of this game um, Street Fighter 1987 arcade game uh, however, this movie is based off the Alpha series, which is set before the events of Street Fighter 2. Game-wise, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. game-wise, yeah. Um, and the release for this movie was the 27th um, of February 2009, with a running time of 96 minutes and a budget of 50 US dollars, 50 million US dollars. <laughs> Not 50, 50 million US dollars. However, at the box office, it didn't do as well. It made twenty. Sorry, it made twelve point eight million US dollars. So that's twelve point eight million US dollars. Wow! Wow! wow. So, that's that's the biggest flop we've had in a long time. 
But that I mean that we've you. covered on the podcast in a long time. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, wasn't obviously that well received in 2009. I don't, yeah, and I don't think it's it's going to change based on no. the conversation we had before we started recording. No, um, so very, very skim on the fun facts for this one, even. Like, there's just not much to talk, like, not much behind-the-scenes stuff to talk about. So, but before this film came out, they had a sequel in mind, which they kind of mentioned toward the end of the film. It's like the last scene where Jen is talking to um, Chun-Li, and he's like, hey... I heard about this underground fighting thing. There's this guy from Japan, Ryu, that we, or everybody pronounces it Ryu. I don't know why. Anyway, there's, there's a guy, Ryu, and we need to go check him out. Do you want to come? Um, <clears throat> apparently, Kristen Crook was signed on to do a sequel film. But when you got a $50 million budget and you only make 12, I, I don't think that there is a sequel happening. And obviously there never was. Um, also they did offer a role to Van Damme to come back as Guile. And he was like, nah, I'm good. And it's probably because they didn't have enough money to pay him in cocaine. So that's probably why he said, no. <laughs> um, and as far as casting, I mean, it's not much. Robin Shu was not actually originally in this film. The original actor who was going to play Jen is Rick Yoon, which all of my Fast and Furious girls will know him as Johnny Tran. Um, and I was like, oh, that would have been that would have been so good because you don't see Rick Yoon doing too much stuff anymore. Um, I for the life of me, I could not find a reason why he left or was let go or was like there's just no reasoning. It's just like first it was him and then it was Robin Chu. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but so we got we covered four video game films in the past four weeks or past five weeks, and then Robin Chu has been in three of those four. <laughs> video game films i thought that was super weird so we got luke hang in the street fighter movie yay <laughs> when he showed up and i was like i know they watched i know they watched mortal Kombat. why is luke hang in this movie as soon as he showed up because i didn't look at the cast whatsoever but as soon as he showed up i'm like luke hang yeah. i see i didn't what? even remember him being in this like that's how much i remember about this movie like when he when his face popped up, I was like, I said the exact. I was like, what? Is <laughs> what the hell? Oh man, that's all. That's all. It's it like, no drama it, that no anybody reported from this one. So maybe it was like their version of a, a crossover. So. Yeah, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> he's just broken out of the the fifth dimension or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah. He <laughs> was tired of fighting an outworld, and he was like, let me just yeah, outworld, find yeah. me another Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although to be fair, he, you know he's not a bad uh, action action um, sort of actor. Um, yeah. uh, anyway, in regards to those fun facts, I'm glad that Van Damme didn't reprise his role as Guile. If I'm honest, the, the tone of this movie is vastly different to the tone of that movie, and yeah. he would not have suited being in this film. And even if he was just a cameo, it would I know what Van Damme's like. It would have been all about him. So. And it would have been really surreal because you would be like, what, are you connecting the films now? Like, yeah. you know, it, it would have made no sense for him to have been well, going. In the original, like, game storyline, they said that Chun-Li and Nash were, like, friends or partners or whatever, but somebody killed Nash. And that was when Chun-Li met Guile because 
Guile, they crossed paths when Chun Li was out for revenge for the people who killed Nash. And mm. I was like, when I was playing these video games like in the early 90s, I don't ever that. remember hearing anything about any backstories for any of these game characters. Like when I was playing these video games in 1995, like we were just kicking the shit out of each other. Like there was no like, you killed my brother. Like no one cared. Like we didn't right. care about that kind of stuff back then. No, I said to me, um, I was sending me a shout out the summary and then we'll move into uh review part, right? Okay, so on IMDb, they always put summaries and some of them are quite funny and some of them are not. So we, we, we'd like to shout them out anyway. When a child, Chun Li, sees her father being captured by a wealthy gangster, Bison, when she grows up, uh, sorry, when a child, Chun Li, sees her father being captured by wealthy gangster Bison. Oh, okay, it doesn't make sense what they've done here. Uh, when she grows up, she goes into a quest for justice and brings down the criminal organization Shadalu. I can't even say it, which is led by Bison. That's a terrible name. Right, anyway. The worst IMDb summary we have had yet. That's actually quite a terrible summary. That is, I mean, there's like entire. That's there's punctuation missing here. Yeah, yeah, there's punctuation. Yeah, um, it, it was more laughable, right? Yeah. Okay, so get video games wise. Um, do, I mean, Devon, Jasmine, did you ever play the Alpha series or or anything like that? Because like, this is obviously more this space of the Alpha series, which is said before Street Fighter Two. I'll be honest, I didn't even know the difference between whether you were playing. I, I do remember playing the Alpha series. So I can be honest, I did. I think maybe even had it. But to me, I didn't know that was set before Street Fighter 2. They were just fighting games. That's but what I'm saying. Me, like, I never had any context to backstory for any of the characters when I way back then when I was playing those games. I played two. Um, I never played the first one, but I played Street Fighter 2. That was the one that made it to Super NES. And so I played that one a lot. But that's pretty much the only version of Street Fighter that I have ever played. I never kept up with Street Fighter the way that I kept up with Mortal Kombat. The only, uh, the only ones I ever played was uh, Marvel versus Capcom. So ah, okay. that's that's like the big extent of fighting for me when it comes to like Capcom characters. So yeah, yeah I, I think I said that when we were talking about Street Fighter, how I loved uh, the Marvel, like the X the X Men, especially X Men versus Street Fighter. I thought that was brilliant. Um, but no, I, I in terms of playing the fighting games, I had no idea of people's backstories, or I remember hearing people in like arcades or. Going, oh yeah, so and so, someone's brother, or so. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't know. They're just fighting games to me. Like they're not. Um, like more know. recently, like <clears throat> because I feel like ninety, obviously ninety four. Like that was before I had internet. Like I think the internet was around, but I think it was very hard to come by. I didn't well, get my uh, first computer until ninety seven. Um, and like, so after that, then it became a little bit easier to find that kind of information. And now, of course, like every game that comes out has all of the characters have some kind of backstory history. There's some kind of right. tie-in comic or a tie-in novel or something like there, there is no standalone stuff anymore. But like, I just feel like in the early 90s, like, I just don't ever remember like, oh, you know, Chun-Li and Guile have a history. And I'm like, since when? <laughs> like, since when? I know that there's a lot of manga um, uh, and comics now from Street Fighter. I've never, never read any of them. Uh, and, you know, I've got a feeling I watched one of the mangas as a kid, 
but I don't remember any of it. So, because one of the video games that I did buy on the PlayStation included a manga movie of Street Fighter, so I did watch it, and I thought that was weird that a PlayStation game included a manga movie from Street Fighter. But um, apparently, those did better than than this film. Oh. <laughs> well, the manga movies, yeah, I can imagine the manga movies did well. So. <laughs> One day we'll come to those manga movies. I would be interested. We, that can be like five years down the road. We don't have to rush. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's no rush. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that when we're we're on our pension. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so overall thoughts on this movie. I think we should let Devon go first. Yeah, we'll come on, Devon, first. What, you what you got? Yeah, so I mean, I watched this movie the way I watched it. Um, I actually watched it on my most of it on my break at work. Um, cause I knew that I probably wasn't going to have really enough time. Like, cause I worked kind of late today. Um, and I think I said a few times, like within like 45 minutes, I'm like, man, this movie is not it. This movie <laughs> is not good. Um, albeit, I think that the characters, I think that the villain was great. I think that, uh, Neil McDonough, right. That's how you pronounce his name. I think McDonough. he, mcdonough he plays a great villain he's a really good bad guy in in every movie tv show what have you that he's in he's great um i think the pacing of it was very weird like if this movie can't because when did this movie come out when did you say 2009 yeah if this movie would have come out in like it, it felt like an 80s movie to me Right, like just yeah. like very like flashy, like uh, like when it the quick cuts no to plot, like where no they're going, nothing. no plot. Yeah. The pacing was weird. It just I don't know. It was just not for me. Taboo showing up out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I was like, how did you get one fourth of the black eyed peas here? This does not make <laughs> sense to me. But I mean, and then like seeing uh, Nash and like half the stuff that he says, like he's just like. God, I love this job. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we gotta, we gotta. Uh, what what did he say? I laughed so hard when he said it. He said, "Oh yeah, of course they're kicking people out of the slums. It's a front." I'm like, "Oh my god, this movie is just not. It's just not it." Yeah. Michael Clark being in there, you know, like rest in peace. Like that, just like ah, I don't know. It it just wasn't. It wasn't hitting for me. But all in all, it was it was all right. Is okay. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I don't know. It was very tropey. It had like the very, oh, like, yeah. like very big trope. Like you knew, you knew she was gonna win. She had to win. Mm-hmm. Like she lost her mom. She lost her dad. She had to win. It just, it just had to happen. It, it is what it is. I don't know. It left nothing to the imagination. No, I'm I'm glad there's no, there was no I'm glad there was no sequel. Good lord! Oh my gosh! I feel bad. All those people that went to go see this movie, the twelve point eight million dollars that they made needs to be refunded back to them. One thousand percent, like right now. Oh my god! It was so uh, yeah, Ugh, gross. So, but this was your first time seeing it. This was my first time seeing it. Yes. Okay. So me and Mark have seen it before. So Mark, yeah. like. How did you feel when you first saw it versus like watching it again? Um, I can't remember watching it in 2000. I didn't go to the cinema to watch it, but I, I watched it on television. Uh, and I was, okay, so I'm a big Smallville fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm quite a big fan of Kirsten's. And um, 
uh, and even I know you're going to criticise me for this. Um, I even have watched all four seasons of Beauty and the Beast, which I know is not a good show. Like, I, <laughs> um, so I'm a fan. <laughs> can't help your CWness, Mark. You just can't help like, it. <laughs> like, so I am a fan of hers. So when when this movie got made, I was excited for her to be what I felt was recognised to be in movies. I know this probably is not a good start. <laughs> However, at the time, I was like, oh, wow, she's, she's been put in a, like a lead role in a movie. And I was excited for her. I remember in 2009 being excited. 2009 and 10, I'll be honest, was a really busy time for me. So my TV and movie consumption were quite reduced. I got married, bought a house and had a baby. So there was a lot of stuff. And I've actually been, you know, really weirdly been catching up with some stuff recently from... Um, that time like recently finished the terminator tv series which i'd started and never finished and that was only literally a couple of weeks ago I, oh i fell behind uh i started watching something else the other day which again i fell behind in 2009 i've started to go back and watch stuff like fell behind this is one of the few things i watched but i watched on television um i was excited for her i was excited that actually what appeared to be a much more serious i want to say it was more grounded than the than the last one. No, no, the last movie. The last. I was going to say, careful. Jason's looking at you. <laughs> a lot more. No, this is a lot more serious, and they tried to. They try. You can see they tried to make a good film in it. Like they could see that there was a lot more thought put into it. And one of my biggest, one of both of our biggest criticisms of the last Street of Fire, Street Fire movie was that they tried to put every single character, every game character ever in like the everyone really? that they could fit fit in, whether it was Blanca, Gail, Cammy, you know, you name it. Uh, you know, even when Ryu and Ken didn't suit being in that movie, they still shoved them in there anyway. Um, with this movie, it was a lot more stripped down. We just had Vega, Chun Li, Bison, um, Borog. Um, and obviously a couple other characters, but it was really slimmed down cast. And, and you know, they did try to make this like a Chun-Li origin film. And at the time, I'm not going to lie, at the time, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought, it was, I thought it was all right. I thought back in 2009, obviously, we've moved on a lot since 2009 in terms of <laughs> movies. I, I, I actually don't hate this movie. I, know, I think you guys hate it more than I do. I still, I still don't think it's the worst film ever made. I, I think... Um, I watched it again um, tonight before we recorded. I, I can see some of maybe some criticisms now that I probably didn't notice in 2009. Um, I think having watched it now, I can see she's probably not as strong a lead as I probably felt that she was back then, mainly because I was... Did you were wearing your CW sunglasses. Yeah, 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 maybe. I still think she's a good actress. I still don't. I, don't, I still yeah. wouldn't say she's an awful actress at all. But I probably would say that she's not as strong as um, I felt she was back then. Um, I do think Neil stole the show in terms of being the villain, except uh, terrible accent. And his goatee was awful. Um, <laughs> really, really unnecessary goatee. I did love Michael Clark Duncan being in it though. I think him as Paul Rob was brilliant. Yeah, I did not. The bits, do you know what I really didn't like was that Moonblood Good, honestly. Um, the golden handcuffs, the just the whole 
Oh yeah, she was literally just a sex bot. Like that was yeah, that, that was that, her that. entire role in this film, that. which really pissed me off the first time. I know, I, I know. Literally, it was just like, how much can we try? How much sex innuendos and yeah, and all the rest of it can we can we exploit for her? And uh, and like you know, when when he's out of the apartment, she just walks out with her top off. And I was just like, like just wouldn't. Like the door, what happened? Like, did you go and answer the door naked, or did you just leave the door unlatched? Like, I just, like, I just can't work out what happened. Like, for he, her, him to end up, and she's like, "Oh, you arrived early." Well, do, do you not lock your door? Like, I just, like, maybe I'm overthinking it, but it, that did annoy me. Bit, so but yeah, <laughs> like, no, but it just annoyed me because I was just like, it just it doesn't happen in real life. I've never gone around a female friend's house where they're just walking around with their top off, going, "Oh, sorry, you arrived early." Yeah, yeah. Right, right, okay. Like, I mean, and or even a male friends, like, like, you know. Um, but uh, I just thought they just really, you know, she was cast for nothing other than to be eye candy, really. And, mm-hmm. and that, I, I, that bit I can say, see right now was criticism. I probably didn't pick up on it back then, but I'm a bit more aware of it now. Look, overall, I actually still think I enjoyed it. I think there's bits in here that are not great. I think I'd rather they'd have picked their tone because it started off grounded and then it started to shift into her being able to produce, you know, sort of the magic bolts that you can shoot from your hands. And then and then it did start to turn a bit weird with obviously the baby and all the rest of like, you know, him killing his bride and all the rest yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and I was I was like, really? I was like, we're going down a voodoo. I didn't like, remember that. Yeah from like the first watch and so when that happened that. i was like how did we get here like how, 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 how did you... yeah i think they were I, I think they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with him and i think that was the specs where they created and then the other thing with the dad they kidnapped him but i can't work out what he did for them like they said he was the milk of the business and he had the connections him. Like, um, they used him yeah. to get to the influential people and then to like blackmail those people. Oh, uh, is that what it was? I couldn't quite work it out in the end. I did get a bit lost all of that. But um how, however, I I I liked it a lot more. It was a lot more stripped down than the previous Street Fighter. I like the fact that it was mostly grounded. Um mostly. I, I, I think it was good that we had a solo a more of a solo film. And I think if they were if this essay had been successful. I think the worst thing they could have done was say launched into a full stri- Street Fighter movie. I think they could have done maybe another solo movie, maybe a handful of solo movies before, you know, they had like a bit like Avengers, but, you know, before they eventually have them go up against each other. That's the probably the angle I would have taken <clears throat> if it was more successful. So this to me though, it feels, to, and this probably is a criticism here, to feel like it's much more of a TV movie than a, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think they could have easily have done this movie for. They probably could have made this movie for twelve million, if I'm honest. Yeah, for real. I'm, I'm not really sure what what cost fifty million. I have probably just the transporting everybody to film it in Thailand is was it, a big huge pro- part of the budget. Probably, yeah. My guess. Maybe they should have just made this in America or or Canada. Canada. They should have made it. In yeah, Canada. where they film all the CW stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they could have called up CW and been like, hey. How much does it cost to rent your set for a week? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, they could have they could have just done something like that. Just and they could have said, can you they could have, I don't know, when she was between Smallville and Beauty and the Beast, she could have made it like 
on a lunch break or something. So I mean, it feels like uh, it definitely <laughs> feels like undergrad student project kind of film. Like it just, none of it makes sense. And I, I okay, so I remember when I watched this in two thousand nine. I did not see it in theaters, but I saw it when it hit later. And I remember thinking, this isn't as bad as everyone said it was back then. But when I rewatched it this week, I was like, oh god. <laughs> It's, this movie is terrible um and it's just like there's so many bad parts like where did the magic come from like wh- why why all of a sudden can we do the magic like how how is that a thing also it really bugged me when she got the note from the fortune teller or whatever and was like oh you're this this it's telling you to go to bangkok Okay, it told you to go to Bangkok, but you come from a wealthy family. It did not tell you to go to Bangkok and live on the streets. Like, what the whole, what the hell was that entire sequence of her going from being like a rich kid to like, oh no, I'm begging for food on the streets in Thailand. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like this, that transition made zero sense to me. Like zero sense. If you did not want to like overspend, you could have stayed at hostels. You could have done anything other than just like, take no money and go live on the street that that was just absurd completely absurd then you have again the magic that comes out of nowhere you've got the horrible plot you've got chris klein who is not good in anything he is awful in everything that he's in um and all of his one-liners it's just like did some 12 year old write this in his mom's basement like i just don't even understand how this guy could work for interpol like it, it, it no I just, no, I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. And I don't know. It's just like nothing to me worked well together watching it this time. It was just like choppy and the tone changes all the time. And so it's like, there's no through line in this movie. There's nothing for you to kind of hang on to. I love Neil McDonough. I do. I think he's one of the best bad guys in Hollywood, but his oh, he accent- as well. Huh? I saw him being interviewed recently where he, so he's um, a very strict Christian and won't do love scenes with his wife. Oh, yeah. Sorry, won't, do love, won't do love scenes because he respects his wife. Yeah. Uh, I remember I saw an interview recently where he said that Hollywood blackballed him for years because he mm. would not like, break the rule. However, he, he said something like he'd found a niche where he, he is basically the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, in in everything, because he said the way I see it is, you know, killing someone on set, it's not real. You know, they get up after you f- finish filming and stuff like that. Uh, and he said, um, however, if I'm in bed with a woman, kissing them and stuff like that, he said that's real. He said, however you look at it, that's that's real. Like, and um, so wow. he's found a real niche for himself in um, terms of being the bad guy. And he is it was justified. He guy. said that brought him back when he was in season four of Justified and he played that freaking like awful weird bad guy that used to have like heroin addicts chained up in his bedroom. Like he was wild in, in that season of Justified. Um, But he said that was like his turning point where he kind of like embraced the villain. But yeah, I thought that was a take too. Like he's, he just doesn't, he won't do love scenes. Um, I mean, Hey, teach their own. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Plenty of people out there that are like, I'm not going to do nude scenes. Like, hey, that's great. I love that for you. Yeah. Um, but like, I just, I, I didn't enjoy anything about it. This second watch, like everything was just not 
nothing was cohesive. It was just so hard to follow. Like, and I found myself playing on my phone most of the time. Um, so very different experience from two, cause in 2009, I guess I was sympathetic, but, uh, in 2024, I was very unsympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I did like her fight scenes. So like when she was fighting in the alleyway and when she was like running up walls and I mean, I know it's probably a stunt double, but yeah. I, I mean, I but love, she did like, actually get injured a couple of times because they were working with inexperienced stunt teams. And mm-hmm. so like, because some of the people were inexperienced and she was inexperienced, she got injured a couple of different times filming some of her scenes. Um, but I did like, I think the the fight choreography was better. It was definitely better than the fight choreography in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought the fight between her and Vega was good as well. It did make me laugh when the mask came off. She's like, oh, no wonder you keep it on. I was like, there's nothing wrong with his face. I was like, it's his face. <laughs> no, Vega never wore the mask to hide it. Vega was vain. That's why he wore the mask, because he didn't want his face to be injured. No, but when she when the mask came off, she was trying to imply that he was, like, obviously hiding. Oh, he was ugly. <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. Like, and I was like, be mean now. I know she's trying to kill. he's trying to kill her, but, like... Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, but I kind of expected when the mask came off to like see a horrific like scarred up face or something yeah. so I couldn't remember uh, the backstory again I don't know any of their backstories and I'd be honest I don't really care about the backstories of Street Fighter or more combat characters um, so yeah right okay there's a slim down cast in this uh, and you know kind of uh, there's sort of five or six main players really does anyone have a favorite of the okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going with. Liu Kang was my favorite character in Street Fighter. <laughs> I feel like we all have the same one. It's got to be Neil, right? I mean, how can it not be him? You know. Yeah. Who you got, Mark? Uh, what's your What's yours, Jasmine? No, I'm sticking with Liu Kang. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, oh, right. Oh, okay. I thought you were joking. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to shout out Chun Li. I'm going to shout out okay. Chun Li as my favorite. I think. I think. You know what? I think she did well. I, I think, as far as I could see, or I'm aware of, I I can't remember what IMDb says now, but from what I know is that she's a TV actress, and I think for for actually what would have been in movie theaters, I think she did fairly well. I, I could see that she's not as strong now, but in 2009, she was a young actress, and I think as an actress, she did her best in this. And I, I think I enjoyed watching her. You know, it, it didn't all flow perfectly well. Like you say, there was a lot of random coincidences or bits and pieces together, but I think she did it well. I liked it. I liked a lot of the fighting stuff that she was in. Um, and I think she handled herself well against what was probably more experienced actors. Um, obviously, with with Neil and um, Michael Clark Duncan as well, I thought I thought that she handled herself well against all of those as well. They, they had a lot more. They're a lot more senior in terms of their pedigree of acting. So I think the actress Chun Li, but I think Kirsten did did well. So actually, you know, Michael Clark Duncan was was pretty good as Bar. I like. I feel like he's the only guy that read the script and was like, okay video game character american boxer really kind of snarky and cocky like okay i got it like i think he played the part the 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 best way that he could have played it like he he seemed the most authentic (laughs) 
in play yeah. his part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was like a breath of fresh air, but I'm still picking Liu Kang. I feel like I feel like they could have. I don't know. I feel weird about Chun Li's like casting because I'm not. I'm not body shaming. Okay, but. Chun Li is Chun Li got some thick thighs. Right. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for saying that. yes. Thank you for saying that. Yes, <laughs> she's got thick thighs. She's got you know she she got hips. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I feel like the casting on that one was back yeah. in 2009. I'm sure you could found someone like that. You know. I mean, I mean, yeah. But like also they said, and I don't know that they wanted everybody to know this, but like. So she's half Chinese, like her mom is Indo-Chinese, uh, Indonesian, oh. and then her dad is Dutch. And so she was like, yeah, so the makeup artists on set really tried to bring out my Asian features. So they tried mm. really hard to pull that Asian side out of her for this role. I didn't know she was, I didn't know her mom was Chinese, so that's cool. Mm. So everything, so she was probably speaking authentic yeah, well, maybe she grew up in Singapore and then they moved to Vancouver, oh. so she considers oh. herself Canadian, but but still. Cool. Yeah, nice. Well, that's awesome. I assumed it was her speaking. I should like. I like, fact, I like the fact that it wasn't just English in the in the movie. So yes, definitely. Um, uh, okay, so in regards to the structure of this movie, um, what structure? Thank you. It had none. <laughs> it had none. <laughs> this movie was all over the place like it just it i mean if you want to get technical there was a beginning a middle and an end but anything that happened in between or how you got from one place to the other there is i mean you might as well just like close your eyes and take a pen on paper and then just like make some squigglies and that is they don't they don't do enough to set things up and like and stuff like that and yeah, they, it felt a bit, very much to me like they made it up as they went along. Um, I think, well, they had an idea, like you just said, they had the tent poles. They knew that they wanted the dad to be kidnapped. They wanted Chun Li to go after the dad later. They wanted Chun Li to win. And then behind, between all of that, it, it felt like they kind of made it up as they went along. You can imagine they probably rewrote the script on the day and stuff. For me, that the map, like the magic twist, where, you know, um bison suddenly had did some sort of voodoo in a cave and stuff i really felt like that could have been set up more or or just not been done not been yeah. done at all no, yeah let's don't, go that put, at all. don't put that in the movie it, yeah, it thank freaked you. me out literally yeah, i like, sat there and it happened i was like what just happened what did i just I, see I, I i actually flicked through that bit i was like i don't want to see this oh but I'm it was not. so weird okay but it was weird for so many reasons a it was weird because it was like to me, it felt very much like I feel like you're taking some kind of cultural legend and then you throw this white couple in the middle of it. And like, this is all making me feel very uncomfortable. And that was all before he stuck his hand inside her stomach and pulled out a baby. Like, right. uh, I, yeah, I, when I realized where it was going, I'm like, no, no I'm not for watching this stuff. So, uh, yeah. It was too it was too late for me. The hands was, are already but, in. But like their reasoning for it, like, oh, he had to he needed to become so awful. So he had to give the good part of his soul to someone else. And I'm like, is writing this? Like, and that, you know, this could be a, <laughs> like a story for aspiring writers, like write the shit. Okay. Like write it, whatever you th- are thinking in your head, fucking write it because this got produced. Somebody gave this, these people $50 million and this is what they did with it. Like, They said, yeah, 
print it. Let's do yes. this. Sounds great. Well, I mean, we, we do talk about it actually, and maybe we should do it now if you were to cut. Let's just do it now if you were to cut or change stuff. I honestly would remove any form of the magic stuff. Yeah, like all the magic has to go. But Chun Li creating the magic ball, which again, I get it. It's from a from a fighting game where they could all do a Dukans and all the rest of it, and magic balls come out. What you what they did initially was create quite a grounded movie. Yeah. And then suddenly, suddenly she's creating magical balls. Right. And then su- suddenly the, the white villain with the iffy goatee is killing people in a cave uh, and sending his soul to the devil or something. And I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, and I was so, why ruining the movie? I mean, that's yeah. to me. But like, you, you okay, I know mm-hmm. it's not going to, I know it's not the best movie in the world. But actually, the grounded parts were so much better. You know, for me, seeing Chun Li on the streets of Bangkok or whatever and that kind of stuff and uh, you know uh, the the people of Bangkok still sort of protecting her and even the cops um trying to find her and they make a reference that they're looking after her all that more grounded stuff I loved um and then suddenly when you got I don't know the the weird stuff of getting rid of the good part of your soul it's like who thinks like that like where did that yeah. come from I and you know who who I mean, back then there was not really great internet. What did he do to Google that? Like, you know, like how do how do I get rid of the good parts of my soul? Google, like, you know, so like, I just like can't work out. Google, like, how do I take my child's soul and imprint mine onto it? Search. Yeah. Imagine typing that in. Oh, do you know what? It's a quick segue here. Like, Jasmine, I think remembers this story um, during COVID. Um, I was sitting wait, on the wait, beach. I'm disturbed that you re- are reminded of a story about a guy <laughs> killing his wife in the cave. No, 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 no. You, this was funny. Like we were like, I was sitting on the beach with my wife, my kids, loads of our friends. It was during COVID, and we it was when things were slightly loose. We were sitting on the beach, and my oldest daughter, who was probably about 10, 11 then, she said, "Daddy, I went on to Google yes uh, to put up, I went on your iPad and picked up Google, and why were you googling um, something is killing the children?" and <laughs> And, no, she asked you, why are you Googling how to kill children? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I burst out laughing. I went, something is killing the children is the name of a comic book. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I That's went, hilarious. And then, um, and then I actually said to my wife, I was like, I, went, I was like, and obviously my wife knew the, the comic I was referring to. Just to be clear, it is a comic. I mean, Jasmine reviewed the first 20 issues uh, from J- James Tinian. Very good comic. Uh, Still. Uh, really good comic. Sketchy and title. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, it is a sketchy title, and I obviously typed into Google. I love the fact that she was worried about it. Why were you? Giggling? <laughs> she children. had to wait until there were witnesses so she could right. ask you. <laughs> She's like, I, I can't ask him. I can't ask him on my own, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what so, do I do if my dad is trying to kill the children? <laughs> and, uh, d- uh, by the way, uh, if you haven't read it, it's a great thing about um, when you're a kid. You know, like the monster under the bed. Yeah. The whole premise is what if the monster under the bed was real? Um, and there's a whole like secret organization of hunters that go after the monster under the bed. Ooh. So, um, but yeah, anyway, right. So I don't know how Neil Neil uh, Neil's character um, uh, really wanted to got the mindset of going after a voodoo cave, and I, that just ruined it. I would cut all the magic yeah, out. All the magic would... has to go. I would agree with that. Um, I would also not have cast Chris Klein. Like, 
he's terrible like i, actually I really feel like the only thing he was ever good in was american pie but he was playing a dick on purpose like i mean that probably was not a stretch uh-huh. moon blood good i thought was good with what they gave her however i would have made her the lead her cop no i would have made her the lead cop and got rid of all the weird sexy stuff that they were doing yeah uh, and you know maybe even just made her the only cop really so they could have just had a couple of unknown big cops or something like that so yeah. um I, I think she's a lot stronger. With, she doesn't need that. She's a lot stronger without all that business. So what about you, Devon? Would you have cut or changed anything? Um, I think I would have changed the locations, just kept it in one location instead of like track. Because I feel like we moved. Yeah, we bounced around. We, we bounced around so many places. Just keep it in like one uh, single area. Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I feel like I didn't need her narrating. Either. Yes. Oh my god, the narration yeah. was awful. I don't think I needed her to narrate anything whatsoever. You no, could have just taken that. that part out and just yeah. had the movie play out like I don't need you telling me what you're doing. I can see you're doing it on screen. Yes. I don't need to know. I can I see need- you're struggling on the streets and some woman was sympathetic and gave you an egg roll. I can see that. I don't right. need you to tell me that that's what's happening. And <laughs> please cut out the awkward club scene of her and oh that dancing that. i was so uncomfortable i was like what that's one of my favorite scenes <laughs> was it oh, no really absolutely oh. yeah because I, no okay so i say that was one of my favorite scenes but like tongue-in-cheek wise because as soon as that henchman was like okay boys i got it from here i was like they about to put some lesbian shit up in here like and so that's kind of what i was waiting for and i was just like of course they're gonna have a girl fight of course you're gonna have a girl fight like oh my god i i literally was not thinking that but as soon as she started looking at the way i was like okay but then as soon as she came on the dance floor and was dancing and they were just like doing the same move just staring at each other i'm like this is so awkward awkward. and cringy and just get it off the screen and cut it out when she came in, when she walked like bowled in uh, and like sort of threw it down on the dance floor, I was like, oh no, this is, like, so this is awful. Like that, yeah, I agree. Actually, the whole whole nightclub scene, yeah. I would cut that out. Like, but see, that's how you know. That's what I'm telling you. Like, this was obviously written by some dude who was like, mm. hey man, you know, it would be great. And I'm sure, I bet you anything, that original <laughs> script included a kiss. And the producers were like, no. Right. We'll, we'll give you the nightclub scene, but no, on the kids. Like we're taking that yeah. out. Um, yeah. Also, one of my beefs with this is most of this movie takes place in Thailand, but you don't have the Thai fighter in here. There is no Sagat in this movie, and I was oh. like, the fuck? It's his home country. Like when you are when you are playing Street Fighter, you are flying from place to place to fight all these fighters. Like he's the guy you fight in Thailand. How do you not have him in this movie? I thought that was just. A could bizarre like oversight. Because sorts me out with Vega or something. Yeah, yeah, Vega was very out of place here. Like Sagat would have been a much better choice than Vega, especially because they're in Thailand. Like I just Vega, I... Vega was a bit too comic booky. Uh, where everything else, I know the magic was there, but other than that, all the other characters were kind of normal. Mm-hmm. So you know who uh, he reminded me of? He reminded me of the Knights of Ren. Just completely useless. Just don't matter. The Knights of Ren from the new Star Wars movie. Just, oh, just yeah. Don't matter. They're just menacing 
they're here to chase around and then at the end they just get their ass kicked that's it yeah. that's all <laughs> that's it just but sometimes that's all you need you just need that I, scary face that's it yeah i guess so oh my god yeah, but they make it he makes a great poster Vega. Oh. yeah yeah exactly he's, he's a showpiece he's a showpiece yeah, yeah. yeah. So. scary guy mask claw yeah perfect it's <laughs> exactly how they pitched it they were like yeah. taboo we need you to play scary guy mask claw perfect but there you go. know i think taboo was in here because at the time he he was working on his own comic book oh and i, I can't remember that. the name of it um but it was because he was very much adamant about like representation in comics and his comic book was about like a native american kid that discovers their powers and that kind of thing because you know taboo he's native american and mexican yeah. and so like I think at, I think that's how he wound up in this world huh. to okay. begin with. Yeah, might have to look that up. Um, what great backstory he has in the movie as well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. So, over the last five episodes, including this one, we've covered both Street Fighters and both Mortal Combats. I know mm-hmm. Devon hasn't watched Annihilation, but is aware of the that's others. Okay. Spare yourself, um, please. Annihilation, uh, Annihilation. I'm sure you, you know, it's a very bad film. Um, but if you were to rank them all, it's four movies. Uh, Devon, I'll just help you out. Annihilation is the worst. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So, <laughs> if you were to rank them all, where where would you? What? How would you rank them, Devon? I'm going Mortal Kombat as the worst or the best. The best. The first okay. one, because I love yeah. that movie. That movie's great. So Mortal Kombat. I'm probably gonna go, man. You guys are gonna hate me for doing this. I'm gonna go The Legend of Chun Li. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go Street Fighter and then Annihilation. So yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Mark. Um I don't know which one. Yeah, who's gonna be number two? That's a big question. I don't know. I think okay, I think I'm gonna go. Legend of Chun Li is the first one. Then Mortal Kombat. What? <laughs> Hang on a second. I need to. I need to figure out how to kick someone off. Whoa. Of the Give me one second here. That was a curveball. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I did that. I, I knew you loved the draft. Oh. To be honest, I, I really enjoyed the Mortal Kombat and this movie. So for me, I was. Um, but okay, so Chun Li, Mortal Kombat. The Street Fighter. Was, Wait a minute, though. Uh, Are you really putting Chun Li above Mortal Kombat? Like, <laughs> is that what's happening here? I am confused. Please clarify. No, 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 no. No, I'll be serious. No, actually, no. I will agree. Actually, I think Devon did a good one. More Kombat, Chun Li. Obviously, that Street Fighter. Other Street Fighter was awful, but then Van Damme Street Fighter, and then Annihilation. I actually do think the other Mortal Kombat is stronger than this <clears> one. Um, than a Street Fighter uh, Chun Li, but I, I actually do think this Chun Li movie is is, uh, is a much stronger film than than we got previously in Street Fighter. So, um, but I, I think I I, look, I don't hate this movie as much as you do, but I do think the other Mortal Kombat played a lot better. Um, so yeah, I'd say Mortal Kombat one. I know I wanted to swap them over. I knew you two would react as uh, as funnily <laughs> as you did. So. <laughs> But no, I mean, to be honest, I would agree with Devon's ranking. I'm going to flip the script because I'm going to go nostalgia. So I'm doing Mortal Kombat, Van Damme, then this one, then Annihilation. Okay. Van Damme is not... not (laughs) (laughs) But Raul Julia is so great in it. Um, 
Right, okay. So, because I, I asked these last week, so it kind of, I thought I'd bring the theme back again. So this, this is a 2009 movie. Um, this Street Fighter Chun-Li movie has made its way, not onto, I've checked a few, by the way. It didn't make its way onto everybody's worst movies of 2009, but it made its way onto some people's worst movies of 2009. Um, I thought I'd grab a few other movies that were in worst lists. Um, and those movies included X-Men Origins, Wolverine, uh, Transformers, oh. Revenge of the Fallen, Pink Panther 2, Dragon Ball Evolution, the 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 Phantom, knowing Twilight. The Phantom with um Billy Zane. Yeah, yeah, that one was on a few. I people did not courses. remember that being two thousand nine. I thought that was much older. Um, and then Twilight New Moon. There's other ones as well, but it's I I, I look. These are people's other lists, not my list. I'm just <laughs> grabbing a selection of what other no, people think. No, I know. Uh, um, like I'm just, Devon is obviously astounded by something. Look, 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 we reviewed the Phantom last last year, and mm-hmm. actually, I think me and you both enjoyed it. So, um, what's everyone's thoughts on potentially what could be the worst movie of two thousand and nine? I actually don't think it's this Chun Li movie. I'm going to be honest. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's when not. You, when you read that list, Dragon Ball Evolution is the. We don't even talk about that movie. It's yeah, we pretend it didn't happen. I haven't watched it, but uh, oh. I never. It never appealed to me to watch it. It's an awful movie. That movie is terrible. Uh, The fact that Twilight New Moon is on there, I'm a little insulted. Just a little bit. Explain. That that movie's great. It's not the worst movie. It shouldn't be on there. Uh, I love those Twilight films. I know Jasmine. I think the first first one's the worst out of all of them, to be honest with you. I think they did get better as they went on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Those movies are great. Those movies are phenomenal. I'm hoping that someone eventually will reboot it and and maybe do it a bit more seriously. Like I don't think they're done as well as they could be those Twilight mm. films. But, um, but I've yeah. never I've never seen that movie, The Knowing. But I have heard not great things. With oh, Nicolas it's Cage. awful! It's yeah. really. I would say on that list because I haven't seen Dragon Ball Evolution. That movie, Knowing, is such a bad movie. Honestly, is that the Nick Cage movie? Yeah, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, yeah, 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 that one was pretty bad. <clears throat> yeah, that that for me was. Um, I don't know. X Men Origins Wolverine is pretty damn awful as well, though. So, I love is that, that the one where he goes to Japan? Um, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, that one yes. is super racist and very. It's just so weird. It's. So oh, weird. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. We'll talk, we'll talk about that one soon. Yes, but um, Fast and Furious, which is the fourth film. In the franchise also came out in 2009 that's one of the best films of 2009 so, so all right, the originals came back so i'm going to flip over actually oh, i didn't right. put that, i didn't put that on there i'm going to flip this over this question in the of, of the of 2009 some of the best movies on people's lists included star trek uh, up which is the disney movie um avatar the first one district nine um Inglorious Bastards, yes. the, Hurt, the Hurt Locker. So, does anyone have anything from 2009 that they loved? Especially? Underworld Rise of the Lycans. It's the only good Underworld film. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't talk about the vampires. It's all about the lichens. God damn right. You know what? I'm (laughs) staying on this podcast forever. That's a goddamn good answer. Um, I used to hate, oh my God, the first Underworld, I did not like. The second Underworld film is so fucking awful. Like, it's so awful. And then when the third one came out, I was like, I'm not falling for this trick again. And then somebody was like, no, no, you should watch a third one because it's about the lichens. It's not about the vampires. And I was like, I don't believe you. But <laughs> Rise of the Lichens, so good. And that's one of those movies, like, when I used to be like at my parents' house all the time, whenever it was on the TV, whether it was on like FX or if it was on like HBO or whatever, like I stopped what I was doing and I watched Rise of the I've probably seen Rise of the Lichen like 30 times. It's so I've good. Seen that, I've seen those first three quite a lot. I never the fourth and the fourth one was awful. Um, I think I but, made it yeah. to the fourth one. No, I did watch the fourth one. I haven't seen the fifth one. Um, but I like anyway. them all besides the newer ones. I haven't seen those ones, but the first three, love them. They're great. I do love them. I do love the first three. I, I, I disagree, Jasmine. I love the first three. I think they're mm-hmm. all brilliant. I think they're, they're so good. Um, 2009, I'll be honest, I loved all of those movies. Star Trek, I thought the, the reboot Star Trek was great. I love what they did with it. I think Up is an amazing, beautiful yeah. movie. Uh, first of all, I just don't remember. Like, there should have been a warning. Like, there should have been a warning before Up. Like, by the way, this movie is going to make you cry into your tub of popcorn within the first five minutes. So, yeah, you know, like, be prepared. Uh, District 9, I remember, order, I remember ordering a Chinese and sitting down to watch this. That movie is a really good movie, but equally disgusting. Like, when he starts uh-huh. turning into the alien, and I was, like, eating my Chinese, and I was like, this is really putting me off eating my food. <laughs> District Nine was really good though. I liked it. It was a really good movie. You said Avatar yeah. was in there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't really like that movie. I'm going to be honest with you. Sorry. Listen, listen. I don't care what people say about. Oh my god, Avatar made the most money ever of any movie of all time. Okay, sure. But it just didn't. Nobody hit. talks about it. No. There is no fandom no. around Avatar. Like it makes the a lot of money. But like it's a one and done. It's n- it's not something that people talk about. Like don't. I don't know. It's it's the weirdest thing to me. Like I don't understand how it can be so popular and make so much money. And it's like people see it the one time and then no one gives a shit. I literally saw it uh-huh. one time in IMAX and I've never watched it again. Didn't even watch the sequel. Still haven't seen the sequel because I don't care. I just care less. Yeah. unobtainium they, they, like how do you name the thing that you're chasing unobtainium like come on james cameron i'm ashamed of you <laughs> I, look, I like that film and i've even seen the extended edition but i do agree with you it, it isn't something that people talk about yeah, however i do remember at the time enjoying it would i say it's the best movie of 2009 no no i wouldn't i, I think i don't know I, I would struggle whether it was underworld evolution or star trek or district <sighs> nine I think there's so many good films in 2009. And Glorious like, Bastards. Um, great movie. Do you know what? I'm going to say something. I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, it, it's, oh it's, it's so on the good. list. It's on the list to watch. So it's it's to me. It's is it? Uh, mm, it's maybe Tarantino's best one. Oh, I need. To, I need to. I think it might be the only Tarantino I've not seen. Um, oh. So, I know I love Tarantino. I love Tarantino. I mean, I don't know if I love him as a person because I. But I, I mean, I it's like just him. it's great in general because like any film that bashes Nazis, like that's a win in in my book. So hey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I asked this question when we reviewed Annihilation, and I'll just ask it now for Chun Li. 
do you think when you go and sit and go when you were sitting down to watch Chun Li, uh, the Legend of Chun Li, do you think it helped to maybe adjust your expectations before sitting down to watch a movie like this? Tom, what do you think? I think if um, wow, that's a that's actually a really good question. Um, I think so. I think I think no matter what, I'd probably still watch the movie. Knowing knowing what I sat through for this movie, I would actually probably tell people to watch this movie, honestly, just because like, yeah, I didn't really like it or really gel with it. But I think for what you get, it's funny. I mean, it's it's a movie you can put on and I guess kind of laugh at. Right. Because yes. some of the tropes and everything <clears throat> are there. Um, I don't think it's really skewed my perception on movies that. Like if I if I went to a bin and I saw a bunch of movies with people standing on the cover like they're standing on the cover, I'd probably still watch them. Yeah. So I don't think it's really changed my perception on that. So I think, yeah, I think I would watch any movie that kind of like the trailer. If I saw the trailer, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'd watch it mm-hmm. just so well, I can you- see it, you know, and judge it for what it is. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with enjoying bad films as long as you acknowledge that it's a bad film. Like me personally, I absolutely love Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin is objectively a bad film, but I love it. I love it. Anytime I catch it, I watch it. Like that is how much I enjoyed that movie. Um, But like I, I went into this movie and I told myself, Nothing could be as bad as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's how I gauged my expectations for this film. And I was correct in that assumption. Now, did that make this a good movie? No, but at least it was not as bad <laughs> as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think, like like you said, Devon, like I'm not going to assume every video game movie is horrible because this video game movie was not enjoyable. Like I still watch video game movies all the time. Like Me for Speed, love it. Love it. I other people might not like it, but I freaking love that Need for Speed movie. Like, I'm always gonna watch a video game movie, and I'm I'm gonna taper my expectations as best I can. But if it is based on a game that I have actually played, then it's gonna be really hard to pull that back. But like Gran Turismo was based on it, well, based on the true events, but also still like based on a video game. That film was fantastic. I was shocked. That's one of my best films last year, Gran Turismo. Yeah. but no, yeah, so I think expectations of this movie, look, I already watched it in 2009, so I knew, I roughly remembered it anyway. Um, going back in, my expect, I think my expectations of movies have vastly, I think what I want from a movie has massively changed. I think my tastes have grown. Um, so I would, I would imagine I probably went into this probably really looking forward to it and loving it um, back then in 2009. Um I think the cover, like Devon said, seeing the cover of these characters, they stand out. I think it's a good action posing that they put on there. The trailer's good. Obviously, they highlight a lot of the action. I probably would go into this with decent expectations of this movie, I think. Um, and I would say overall, though, I did enjoy it. Like, I didn't I didn't hate this movie. I, I, when I rewatched it tonight, I didn't, I didn't walk out of it hating it again. I... There's criticisms now that I have that I didn't have previously, but I, I think overall, 
my expectations maybe were slightly lower than they were previously, but I, but I think for the most part, I, I think my expectations were on on the level of what I received. So, um, anyway, that brings us to the part where we would rate this movie. So, um, anyone want to go first? Someone, do you want to go first? Sure. Out of five. Out of yeah, five. Out of five. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, yeah, honestly. Uh, I'm not going to go as low as you may be thinking. I think I'm going to give it a three out of five. Um, yeah. I don't think it's that terrible. Um, like I said, I think it's fun to like laugh at. I'd probably, honestly, I'd probably watch it again. Um, this would be but, the kind of movie where like, if you have people over and like you guys are drinking beer and having pizza, like this is a perfect background movie for that. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. This is like a movie that you walk into, like you walk into the house and it is playing on FX and yeah. it's just like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess it's not else. I don't feel like grabbing the remote all the way over right, there. Right. And then you know what they, they keep doing the trailer like up next and you're like, okay, <clears> I want to watch that movie. So I'll just sit through this one and watch that one. So yeah, I'm yeah. going to give it a three out of five. Okay. <clears throat> I think yeah, 2009 um, Jasmine gives this movie a three, but 2024 Jasmine gives this movie a two. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I've had it in my head three the whole time. I'm happy to give it a three out of five. I probably would have, I don't know what I would have given it previously. I, I don't know what I would have given it in 2009. Maybe, maybe three, three and a half, something like that, but, I, but I, I'll give it a three now. Okay, so. I think that's fair. Uh, I, pulled, Wait, I, I pulled our average down a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> and also, I would watch this movie again. Yeah. Oh, no. I, twice is enough. I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put this on probably for another 10 years or anything. It's not something I would go, you know what? I really want to watch Chun Lee. Okay. Yeah. In 10 years, though, you got to bring your daughters on to the podcast so that we can talk to them about how they think of the movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So next week, well, episode 153 we're going to be reviewing ben affleck's daredevil movie from 2003 just to be clear we're going to review the director's cut so i've been upselling the director's cut before we recorded and but Jasmine we are not wanted. convinced but mark seems to be uh, it's a better version than the theatrical cut so okay sure uh, <laughs> right we're geeks and niche everywhere instagram facebook twitter um please follow say hi and devon where can we find you you guys can find me on instagram uh, at good game guys on there um and on twitter as well and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast google podbean apple spotify we are everywhere so please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends good journey good journey bye-bye